We got a bonus episode of Bowling in the Six coming to your ears and to join me to discuss the all-star choices, the draft, which happened last night. LeBron and Giannis were captains. To join me to discuss this, Morale, welcome back to the podcast. Yo, people. I mean, this all-star draft is something that I've been really looking forward to since it was introduced years ago. I think it's added a different dimension to the all-star game. And uh, I, I think rather than like discuss the draft, maybe we'll we'll quickly look at that, but we'll give our opinion on whether we believe the All-Stars that were selected were deserved All-Stars and who we think uh, potentially unfairly missed out. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you say you like the All-Star draft, but in the end, it ended up just being East v. West, pretty much. Uh, well, at least Didn't it? Start- I think the first, like, 12 <laughs> picks went well, the start- East Well, the West starters are East v. West, as we know. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that was deliberate. Who knows? Yeah, so um, we got the All Stars here. Uh, any, firstly, any surprises who made it? I, I want to direct that question your way. So, where, did you um make like a preliminary list of who you think would make it, and did you have uh, anyone in that list missing out? Uh, well, mi- well, I'd rather say who got in than who's missed out yet. But um, I think I think some some people who maybe went under the radar on the list was the likes of Demantis Sabonis. Yeah, definitely. Finally, has been having such an excellent season in Indiana. Uh, we saw this uh, with against Toronto actually a couple of nights ago, where he again managed to notch up a triple double. Uh, and of course, we know Toronto came back in that game to win their 12th straight. And of course, we need to mention Toronto hit their franchise record for any single sport in history, winning 12 in a row. This was counter the effects of Domantis Savonis, who surprisingly, actually, who actually surprisingly was Indiana's only all-star. Uh, yeah, however, um, we would say potentially the other option who could have made it was Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, of course, he's had an excellent season since transferring from the Bucks. But, um, you know, the thing with the Pacers, it's like with the Nuggets and the Jazz, they get no love and for... For a lot of media outlets, it's been a season of let's wait until Victor Oladipo comes back. But they've quietly been having an excellent season. So uh, the fact that he w- he went drafted last in a team that is one of the, part of the big six in the East really shows how under the radar they've been flying. Oh, yeah. And another one I think I was happy to see, who I wouldn't necessarily expect, uh, was Chris Paul. But again... After his sort of December December and January, I don't think anyone can justify his exclusion from this list after Absolutely. he's managed to inspire that OKC team. What about Carl Lowry, Kamel? Because I remember you, so I think we talked about it maybe last week or the week before, but you were present surprised. Uh, I, I don't question Lowry anymore. I mean, he's even against Indiana last game. He's just phenomenal. He's the, just the driving force behind the second team in the East. And I think that's all that needs to be said about that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so I guess there's, I don't know if there's any other surprises for you, but um, who missed out for you? Who was unlucky not to notch a spot on that all-star roster? So I think this comes down to what, what your definition of all-star means. And it's something that other people have discussed. For me, team success is incredibly important. So 
I, I'll give you an example. If I have a 25 point, seven rebounds, six assists player, uh, but his team is 15th or 14th in his conference, I'll put somebody with that kind of stat line on a level, level playing field as somebody who's a 20 point scorer, um, who's got less rebounds and less assists, but who's got a similar efficiency, but their team is say in the playoff race or even higher. Whereas I know for a lot of people, the definition of the All-Star game like, is about pretty much about individual success, just how inflated your stat line is, and also actually how entertaining a player that is. Like uh, Players who play a lot of defense, also they don't get a lot of love. I mean, the fact that it's Rudy Gobert's first selection really says a lot. Like He's been <laughs> dominating. That's ridiculous. Long. He's astounding. Five seasons. He's oh, it's unbelievable, man. Like it, Again, the fact... If, if Anthony Davis wasn't in the West, he'd be an all-star starter, in my opinion. Like, he's he's been amazing. And uh, so, with that being said, uh, for example, I would say Trey Young. The fact that he's a starter is, in my book, outrageous. <laughs> because I... Uh, right, okay. So, can you, can you... Would you not... Yeah, go on. Just, just to quickly, just to quickly uh, uh, tie that up. Offensively, he's been magnificent. Although he's efficient, he hasn't act efficiency-wise. He's probably on a par with uh, a lot of uh, the reserves, uh, both East and West. Uh, he's about like 45% from the field and 36, 37% from free, which a lot of the guards pretty much have that same efficiency. Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, um, and the other guards in the East. Uh, but um, so he's got 29 points a game, nine assists, which is fantastic. But the Hawks have underperformed massively. And I've discussed previously how uh, his defense is a big part of that. Defensively, I said last year, he's one of the worst perimeter defenders in the league. Um, that hasn't changed much. He has put on a little bit of weight over the offseason, a bit of muscle. But his uh, defensive IQ, uh, as so his team defense, as well as his individual defense, is horrible. And... Uh, I know this NBA is becoming more and more offensive orientated. So, with that bearing that in mind, I can understand his starter uh, provision. But uh, for me, there's yeah, there's absolutely no way he should be starting with his level of defense. And and sorry, his team's record as well. That's the other important factor. Oh yeah, of course. So uh, I assume you're fully justifying Devin Booker's exclusion as well, even though of course he was devastated. Uh, no, I, I would actually. I would, I'm very shocked that he didn't make it because um, he's been the probably the one shining star for Phoenix, and they were in the playoff picture for a long time. It's only really in the last like eight like seven or eight games where they've had a bit of a slide but um i'm not sure you can call like a 19 and 2017 a playoff contender in the west to be honest no but it's because they've had a recent slide and if you're looking at the bottom of the western playoffs like they, they were very close for a long time and only recently that they've been underperforming but the, um Devin book has been magnificent all right, two more players to present to you. Bradley Beal, Carl Anthony Towns. In or out? And if in, for who? I mean, Bradley Beal, I don't think there's any way he should be in. The Wizards haven't been great. Um, he's like, he's the only go-to option for the Wizards. So that's why he's racking up those stats. Um, 
So no, no for Bradley Beal. I would put Cat in, but again, so. But who? West. Who would you put Cat in for? Um, maybe Brandon Ingram. Oh no, maybe really? Ingram. Okay, I like Ingram, but I mean, what, what? I mean, I think it shows what's he done once Zion's come back. He's not the main man anymore. He doesn't deserve to be an All Star, personally. Okay, yeah, that's kind of controversial. I mean. Um, well, that's what this. That's what I am, man. You've got to accept it. Yeah. Um. But so with the reserves, like, we can't swap him out for a guard, of course, can we? Oh, can we not? Is that too controversial? Um, I, I, I don't know how the reserves work. I don't know if they have like a stipulated number of guards and forwards. No. But, I, well, I think no. I think reserves you can just vote for anyone. Yeah. So like Russell Westbrook, um, I I wouldn't have him in. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, although recently he's been absolutely killing, including last night, where uh, centerless Rockets dominated the Lakers. And that brings us quite nicely into our transfer uh, section. Yeah, transfer yeah, sure. section. Uh, we'll do a short thing on this. We'll, of course, start with the Rockets. Clint Capella to the Hawks. Uh, and the Rockets didn't get too much in return, in my opinion, although Robert Covington is a very clutch player. Is he exactly what the Rockets need? Um, instead of going too deep into it, let's give it a grade and a little comment. Uh, I'd say that's... Let's see who who won the trade. I think definitely... Well, there's four teams there. That's the issue here. I know, yeah. I know, man. I, 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 I got it. I, I, but we're talking about the main teams involved in this, in terms of Atlanta and the Rockets. Yeah. I'll bring in the other teams in a bit. Don't worry. Yeah, I think it's for Atlanta, it's really nice to see, like, uh, that front court uh, tandem now jo- you've got John Collins and Clint Capella uh, that could be very and they're scary. young Capella's 25 he's young yeah 100% yeah as in they're, they're only going to get better Trey Young's only going to get better so it seems like they've got their trio uh, set which is uh, very important and it means I think role players are more going to be more inclined to go there in uh, free agency so um, I think it's, it was an excellent move for the Hawks yeah, that's fair. I mean, uh, if we look at others, I mainly only mentioned those teams because Denver and Minnesota didn't get too much. Uh, Denver, I guess, got Shabazz Napier, uh, and Minnesota got Malik Beasley and uh, Evan Turner. So not not not. Yeah, I mean, no, those are two very nice pieces. But I mean, Covington. So let's say this trade didn't happen with the other trade, which we're going to discuss with D'Angelo's Russell and Wiggins. You would have had an excellent wing an excellent point guard and an excellent centre if Covington has stayed with the team. And now you don't have that wing because you also traded that wing, uh, Wiggins, as well. So um, in my eyes, I I don't think it was a great trade at all for Minnesota. Like, uh, those pieces are nice. You get a 2020 first round pick, but that's also uh, protected, I believe, from the Brooklyn Nets. So I, I don't think it was a particularly great trade for the uh, Timberwolves. No, no, that's true. What did you think of... Um, well, I guess there's not too much which needs to be said about Detroit's strange-seeming trade. Initially seemed strange, the Drummond for... Um, yeah, do you, do you want to discuss that? Uh, yeah, well, simply it was that um, Drummond could have exercised his player option and basically locked down a huge chunk of Detroit's salary cap if he had stayed uh, till the end of the season. And it simply, they just dumped it on the Cavs instead. What do the Cavs get? Well, that's something else. They get 
another good big man. They've already got Love and Thompson. Thompson didn't get traded, and he's not going to get bought out. So they've got three great big men for the rest of the season. But maybe they're just going to try and re-sign Drummond, Bill Ryan Drummond, or maybe simply they're going to rely on uh, just you know they get a second, they got to pick with it as well. Maybe they're just uh, happy to be a salary dump for now and uh, let well, Drummond. I think that's go. where this goes because strategically it's very bizarre. You've got three great rebounders in. Love Tristan Thompson and Drummond. I would say Tristan Thompson and Drummond are very, very similar players. They yep. really don't do much other than, uh, well, Drummond plays slightly, well, slightly better defense, but uh, they both just rebound. Uh, yeah, so that's true. It's really uh, bizarre. Another good rebounder, Marcus Morris. He went to the Clippers, um, and I think the what firepower. What is that trade? Well, for the Knicks, it's all Knicks, isn't it? It's a what complete. Is, what are the Knicks? But for the Clippers, they've just fleeced them. And uh, they love all the good firepower for it. The underwhelming Clippers, of course. Uh, you know, people are saying, do they actually have a chance against the Lakers or, you know, even oh, the Rockets postseason? Did you say the Clippers are underwhelming? Oh, yeah, come on. They're second in the they're second in the West. And, and yet their two star players, their two star players have had a holiday for the first half of the season. They yeah, are in such a spectacular position. We don't know whether whether Kawhi and PG can play effectively together in the big games. You don't. So at this moment in time, you don't have the Clippers as favourites. No, not at all. The it's wow. Lakers are lost at this stage. Wow, that's no. I'm I'm really surprised. They Montrez Harrell is having an amazing season. Uh, but I'm saying right now. Right now, they could launch themselves because of this addition of Marcus Morris. It's a no, great. No, I addition. think even before Marcus Morris, I would definitely like. We've seen over the past few years how big a factor rest can be, and uh, frankly, the Lakers, uh, LeBron still has a very large load for them. Anthony Davis has had to play a very large role for them, and uh, uh, yeah, I think the Clippers are, they, they were going in fresh, and yeah, with these new additions, and I believe the Isaiah Thomas trade as well from the Wizards. That was another one, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that's that'll be good. I mean, uh, so IT got traded from the Wizards for Jordan McRae. Uh, McRae, of course, Raptors fans will know, shoots a very good clip from the three. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's one of the more low-key trades. If there's anything to say about it. Yeah, not really. Um, they've got enough defense, haven't they, on that team? So oh yeah. Maybe they're have- just probably looking for another playmaker. Hopefully, he can. Uh, uh, shoot uh, as well as he did say when he was back in Boston so that could be a very nice addition as well uh, I think the main trade and the way the one will end on because it's the one that affects the Raptors most is not one that Masai Ujiri or Toronto was directly involved with but it's Andre Iguodala to the Miami Heat and they also got Jake Crowder and Solomon Hill there and um, that's huge for Miami that yeah. solid that really launches them into that top three uh, that is kind of pulling away from the likes of Boston and Philly at the moment launches themselves into the thing because lest we forget Iguodala sixth man it could have been you know finals MVP had uh, Golden State won against Toronto last finals he's still a great player he's now taken six months off he's uh, had some beef with Yamaran but as as one player (laughs) main player said uh, he's basically had a holiday for six months, promoted his book, played some golf, and now got 30 million for two years for staying in Miami. So he's living the basketball dream. 
and I think Miami will benefit for it because they need some bench pieces. They have an elite starting lineup. Now they've got elite defense off the bench. I'm yeah, and if they manage to, if they manage to get uh, Danilo Gallinari as well, I mean that team. It's hard to argue. Um, I think with it, Milwaukee is probably one A and Miami is one B when it comes to the playoff picture. If they manage to pull off Gallinari as well. That's true. That's true. Um, and so we're going to end actually on discussing a Canadian. He refuses to play for Canada, but he will now ply his trade away from Minnesota. It is Andrew Wiggins. What do you think of this? What, why would why would they trade for Wiggins? Who wants him right now? This who thinks they can motivate him? Makes Sorry. me sad. He's talented. But who, Camille, do you remember? Do you remember two months ago? We had a insight into the Timberwolves and I for five minutes I just harped on about Wiggins I was so firmly on the bandwagon I said he's turned around this season he's playing much more intelligently he's playing more as a playmaker uh, he's not settling for the mid-range uh, he's being more aggressive um, and this Timberwolves team started the season excellently uh, I thought they, they were almost a lock for the playoffs and uh, oh, it just makes me sad. The guy's got so much potential. The good thing about this trade is I think Golden State is the type of team to potentially lock, unlock his potential. But realistically, when you see him going to that team, he's only going to be a role player. Like he, He's going to start for the Warriors. That's, that's definitely the case. But I don't even think he'll feel like a kind of Harrison Barnes role. When Harrison Barnes, when he uh, when he won the championship with uh, Golden State for the first time round, uh, before KD got there, um, Harrison Barnes was I'd say almost part of a big four for them. Like he was still contributing uh, 20 points a game. He was he's a very important scorer for them. And I'm not even sure Wiggins would be able to fill that role for Golden State. I don't know if that's what they're looking for. But you think he can I work with Curry and Clay? No, he can, but I just think I I think they're severely going to limit his role from what he's been to, compared to what he's been doing at Minnesota, where he's been really the secondary option. Right, fair enough. So if you had to, and really end on this, if you had to name one team who won the trade deadline, who would you say? I would say. Well, I th- surely I would have to say Clippers, but interestingly, I'd also say uh, Minnesota are winners as well because um, many teams were expecting them to actually give up their first round pick for this season, which at the moment is looking like top five at the very least. The fact, they, the fact they didn't have to give that up for D'Angelo Russell, I mean, all star D'Angelo Russell. Uh, so um, I'd say it's those two teams. What about yourself, Kamel? Well, I'd probably think actually Atlanta. It's a bit of a sideways pick, but um, as you said, they're now set for the future. They were the team where you dumped salary. But going forward, Trey Young, John Collins, uh, Huerta, Cam Reddish, and now Clint Capella. Atlanta is in a great situation, and let's see him, uh, let's see him joining the playoff race next season. Yeah, they positioned themselves fantastically to do so. Anyway, Kamel, that this was a enjoyable brief uh, extra Ooh, episode that we had. A this bonus week. episode. Oh, I was. Uh, I think this is the first time you've done the outro, so um, I-, I would say please go ahead. 
Yeah, oh man, there's a lot of pressure on pressure. that. Um, so uh, we'll be back to like a regular kind of schedule. Potentially, uh, you know, I'll have to speak to the team, the correspondents, but we might have another episode out in a couple of days. Uh, who knows? Like, we'll try and work around our schedule. Not until the um, Raptors lose, and I mean it this time. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, uh, yeah, just to wrap things up, uh, this was uh, this was a lot of fun, people. This was a lot of fun, and uh, <laughs> just say bye, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you next week. See ya. Bye.